Welcome to Parenting in Acadia, a podcast brought to you by Woman's Foundation. Our goal is to provide you with quality information from local experts to support you in your parenting journey. Hey, listeners, welcome back to our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for subscribing, listening. This week, School's almost out and summer is literally right around the corner. And I know families here around Acadiana are going to be looking for some fun things to do to keep the kids occupied, active, and just out in the community. And there's wonderful resources here in Acadiana. And one of my favorite is actually the Children's Museum of Acadiana. I remember as a kid myself visiting on field trips, And I just have a vivid memory of both the grocery store there and the big bubble machine. So I think those two were my favorite as a kid. And today I actually have Amy Schwarzenbach with the Children's Museum of Acadiana. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. So Amy, what's your role there at the Children's Museum? My role at the Children's Museum of Acadiana is the grant writer and administrator. So I go out and look for opportunities to find funding for programs and projects and make our best effort to win them, which is challenging Mm -hmm. but rewarding when it happens. And then when we do our awarded grants, I help fulfill them. Awesome. And Mm -hmm. Recently, you guys added a new exhibit called the Sensory Sea. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that and what it entails. Okay. The Children's Museum is really excited about this new exhibit. Its grand opening is May 25th, and the idea of it came a little over a year ago when we, as a group, the the staff at the Children's Museum decided we needed more sensory play experiences for our guests. And we approached the Junior League of Lafayette and with our idea, and they were wonderful and loved the idea, and they awarded us a grant. So we started running with it, and the idea continued to grow, and Fortunately, in addition to the Junior League, uh, the local BO Foundation stepped in and also helped us with funding. So the Sensory C exhibit is going to debut and offer children experiences to investigate the world around them by touching and seeing and moving and hearing and even smelling and tasting. Awesome. So I feel like when kids are they're using all their senses it's enhancing their experience and they have a better memory of it I I feel like because I was able to go and visit the bubbles there at the museum Mm -hmm. like I vividly remember that because I was actually using my hands and just being involved I think helps make those memories absolutely you know I bet you remember when the bubble popped bubbles popped on you at the children's museum and just that initial sensation you know I think about as adults we get so desensitized to things because they become so rote to us but think back to your childhood your beach trips how amazing it was to walk through the sand it's so different from the ground and even the grass walking into the water with the waves moving you around touching those things with your hands and feet hearing the ocean waves you know these are things that most of us don't encounter on a daily basis 
And that's kind of what we were striving for in Sensory C, giving children and their caregivers opportunities to interact with different sensations that they don't get in their regular daily lives. Right. And so about what age is appropriate for the sensory C? Is it open to the young ones? Is it more appropriate for the older kids? Can you go into detail about that? That's a great question. You know, it's one of those things that it's going to probably attract every age group Mm -hmm. and different age group children will do different things with it. You know, the, the, one-year-olds and the two-year-olds, they may just be fascinated by the touch of something. The older kids, I really see them liking the uh, noodle forest, <laughs> the sea or the seaweed forest, uh, as we're calling it, because they'll get to roam around in a forest of pool noodles that are suspended from the ceiling. So it's going to appeal to all age groups that the Children's Museum accommodates, Mm -hmm. pre-K through about third, fourth grade, and different age children are going to be attracted by different components of it. Right. Okay. Why is sensory development and, and these experiences, why is it important for child development? Sensory-based play is important because it lays the groundwork for more advanced skills. I remember when my sons were babies, my younger son in particular, he tried to do a lot of things with his feet. And, you know, what, again, adults need to keep remembering is it's a first-time for your children there's a first time for everything for your children and so the sensory play it stimulates your young children's various senses and we discover that way and those discoveries help shape the brain which is building connections among the nerves that supports cognitive development language development fine and gross motor skill development It helps strengthen problem-solving skills, and it even contributes to improved social interaction capabilities, and believe it or not, it helps prepare kids for kindergarten. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's really, really important, I I think, as kids are growing up and they're so attached to their digital devices, everything else just kind of goes out the door. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's important to kind of develop those skills early on age with touching and seeing and feeling. Absolutely. That That interactivity and that hands-on component is really essential. More and more studies are coming out of about the importance of it for young children. So was this exhibit formulated with special needs children in mind? Can you go into that? Of course. It Actually, it absolutely was. Over the years, the Children's Museum of Acadiana has accommodated therapists who want to interact with a child one-on-one. We either give them a space or bring them in right before the museum opens or right after it closes so that therapist can work with the child. There's so much on hand at the Children's Museum that um, helps improve those children's day-to-day experiences. And we noticed that over time, you know, we are seeing a greater need to accommodate uh, children with sensory processing disorders. Uh, the Centers of Disease Control estimates one in 68 children is on the autistic spectrum disorder. Wow. And, you know, there are just so many children who have uh, different sensory processing differences that need to be addressed and accommodated. 
So it became, uh, about a year or two ago, a long-term goal to offer special needs children, and that can range from children with autism, uh, even children who are in foster care who Mm -hmm. are stressed, and other exceptional children, private and complimentary play. You know, often these children are overwhelmed by the museum's regular hour crowds, Mm -hmm. as well as the noise. This children's museum can be a noisy place. So the Children's Museum put together a pitch, and it was accepted by the Gannett Foundation. The Gannett Foundation oversees publications like the Daily Advertiser here in Lafayette. And they have granted us funds to start the Mornings at the Museum program in July of 2019. And this program is going to enable the Children's Museum to open early, or late and accommodate children with these sensory processing differences so that they can enjoy the museum and have a fulfilling experience without all of the noise and disruption around them. We're also going to offer during this program, during these sessions, sensory friendly projects and free play all throughout the museum. And again, it enables the museum to fully staff and operate the museum for special needs children. And kind of circling back to our uh, Sensory C exhibit, what can parents and children expect when they see the Sensory C? (laughs) I'm so excited about this exhibit coming together. The real catalyst was about two years ago, we received a donation of a miniature yellow submarine. And when we received it, we, you know, of course, we're saying to ourselves, how can we use this? Kids are going to love to climb in and drive this little yellow submarine. And then we started thinking we had a sea and sky exhibit several years ago in our Cypress Gallery that we uh, rotate exhibits in, and there were many murals with an ocean theme. And we thought, you know, wouldn't it be terrific to repurpose these beautiful murals that have been in storage but people really loved and put it in a place that's underutilized in the museum? So unfortunately, the banking exhibit, which was good, it was underutilized. Banking is an abstract concept for children under the age of 10. And so we've removed that. And uh, so we're going to insert or we have inserted they're already in place these murals and then we're going to install the yellow submarine we're taking the tellers portion of the banking exhibit and we've turned it into the seaweed forest where children will move through pool noodles that are suspended from the ceiling And to do that, children will be using a combination of sight and touch and balance and movement as they navigate through these suspended pool noodles. It will really um, motivate kids to participate in active exploration. And in addition to those features, along the outside of the seaweed forest, are interactive wall panels with an ocean theme and textured walls so that kids can engage 
with visual and tactile stimulation. For example, there's a heat-sensitive wall panel. If you press on it with your hand and fingers and remove your hand, it will have, show different colors ah. because of your body temperature. Uh, then overhead is the overhead ocean, and that is a bunch of sea creatures like octopus and I believe a dolphin and a few other really neat pretty kites that are suspended for children to look at. We also have that component of it called the cozy sea cave. It's a space kids can go into and explore the textured wall and just take in the ocean diorama. It is truly amazing. Every time I go into the museum, our artist is still designing something new for it. Uh, I just noticed she had an octopus and some sea divers, deep sea divers getting ready to go in. Around the corner from that is the sensory seawall. We repurposed the out-of-date food pyramid in the museum to give children a place to explore textures and also in, have sensory toys that are in the food pyramid's former bin. So now it's the sensory seawall and they're going to be all kinds of toys to engage the children. In addition to all those components, we're going to be offering regular workshops where kids can explore sound and smell and taste. So all of the components to the sensory sea explore all the different senses and kids are able to play and interact. Even as a family, parents can go in with Absolutely. Them as well. Do you have any tips for parents, whether they have a special need child or not? What can they do to explore sensory play? That's a great question. And, you know, as a, a mother of two boys that grew up, I had lots of toys, some of which they played with and some of which they didn't. I think first, go outside. Explore the the yard, the, the leaves that have fallen, the leaves on plants, the flowers, the grass. Explore the rocks and the dirt. You know, you may get a little dirty, but that's okay. <laughs> Everything can be cleaned up. You know, explore the environment. And then other things you can do that aren't very expensive are, you know, give your kids access to your pots and pans. Give your kids a container with water and do some water play, you know, find some things that may float, some things that sink. There's plenty of things around your house that you can probably get your kids to interact with. And even if you just do things like, oh, you know, let's look at the carpets today. Notice this carpet is soft and this carpet's harder. This carpet has higher weave. This carpet has, you know, very tight weave. Just noticing the things around your house can uh, really engage your children. Then see what your kids like at the museum. Maybe they really like something and you decide you need it to have at home. I will warn you though, I had a train set for my kids and they played with the train set at Barnes and Noble way more than they ever played <laughs> with the one in our house. <laughs> kids just love a toy that's not theirs or not mm -hmm. at home. And is there anything else you want to add about either the Children's Museum or the importance of sensory play? Okay. Well, first, I'll, I'll just finish up on the sensory play. A thought just came to mind. Go online, go on to P Pinterest and Google sensory play ideas. You will find thousands, if not 
hundreds of thousands of ideas and blogs and pictures of activities that you can recreate pretty easily at home mm-hmm. um, on Pinterest So I, or even with Google. So I really encourage you to do a little exploration before you go out and uh, spend a lot of money on sensory play ideas. And besides that, so much is going on at the museum. I'd like to spend a minute sharing think current events, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay, great. So you know, you mentioned early on how much you loved the bubble exhibit mm-hmm. and the grocery exhibit when you were young. And those exhibits still exist. About two years ago, we refurbished the bubble exhibit. It still probably looks about the same, but you know, it's a new generation of kids coming through. Mm -hmm. And so it's new to them. The grocery exhibit, we recently updated thanks to Super One Foods. And they came in and helped us recreate the whole space. And so kids really have a true grocery shopping experience. Studies show kids like to learn and do things in imitation of their parents. And that may be why that's probably that and the bubbles are the most popular exhibits Mm -hmm. in the museum right now. They love to role play as shoppers and cashiers and go to the checkout counter. So we have that. We have also recently updated the dental clinic, thanks to uh, Drs. Keedy and Gory, their long-term partners, and that's been refreshed. Kids love to role play as a dentist. And also something new is our vet clinic. We had one, Mm -hmm. however, Carson Animal Hospital came in recently and changed it and expanded it, and it is incredible. Kids love to go in and play with the dogs and cats. You know, Mm -hmm. they're stuffed, they are not real. (laughs) (laughs) And take care of them and bring them to the vet for their appointments and groom them. And again, it's that role-playing activity that they really enjoy so much. So we've seen an increase in our number of visitors This past year, we had almost 45,000 guests visit the museum. Most of them are from Acadiana, but we get guests even from international locales. We had a family from Canada at our New Year's Noon event this year, so that was really fun. This summer coming up, we have summer camps, and they have different themes. They're week-long camps and full day. And you can go to a spy camp, a steam camp, where you'll be playing lots of games, and an Earth Explorers camp. So if anyone's interested in those, they can check those out by going to the Children's Museum's uh, website. We also are going to have daily programming. Every day this summer from 2 to 4, there will be a STEAM activity, as in science, technology, engineering, art, and math. There'll be an activity for kids to engage in free with admission. So something new will be happening every day at the museum. We always have a big need for volunteers. We love to accommodate high school groups like beta and key clubs. We love the help we get from retired educators who maybe miss the classroom a little bit and want to come spend a day a week with us or a morning a week. And we also accommodate groups. We have projects that can accommodate six to a dozen people, and we really appreciate the help when they come in. So 
besides that, you know, we check out our special events. We also, if you like to come to the museum a lot, get a membership. It really pays off quickly when you have a family to get a membership and then you can come as much as you want for an entire year. And you also get discounts on special events and birthday parties. That's great. The Children's Museum just offers a plethora of services and programs and having something new during the summer every day. I think Mm -hmm. that's really going to be awesome for families here in Acadiana. We're really excited to give children exposure to, you know, different technical uh, activities, but that are on the scale, uh, even young children, even toddlers can engage in. Great. So we always like to close the episode with this question. What's the one thing that you want parents to take out of, whether it's from this episode about the Sensory Sea exhibit or just about the Children's Museum in general? Okay. Uh, The one takeaway I would love parents to have is that every Every trip to the Children's Museum can be a new experience. Your child may go in and it seems like they're doing the same thing, but maybe they're really not. Maybe it's like when you're reading a storybook at home and you finish it and your child says again, 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 Mm -hmm. until the point that you're so sick of the book, you're thinking about hiding it, which I did (laughs) once, (laughs) at least. But, you know, the, the children going and playing at the Children's Museum frequently, it reinforces experiences that they enjoy. And it's reinforcing that development that children really need. It's a place where you can get them away from the television and from the computer. And also when it gets hot, it's an air conditioned space. So it really accomplishes a bunch of different things when you're looking for things to do with your children. Especially here. I mean, the summers are just excruciating. So the Children's Museum is a perfect place to go and enjoy family time, activity, learn, and just have have fun as a family. Yes. And if you have that membership, then you just go for 45 minutes or an hour and you don't feel guilty if you leave because you can always come back tomorrow or next week. Right. Awesome. So Amy, if listeners want to learn more about the Children's Museum and things that are coming up during the summer, where can they get some more information? Okay, great. There are two places they can go. First of all, you can visit our website at cmalaf.org. Or you can give us a call at 337-232-8500. And are you guys on social media? We are. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right. Well, everyone, please go follow them for any updates. Um, I'm sure they're going to be posting about their launch soon and a summer program. So follow Children's Museum of Acadiana. And Amy, thank you so much for coming on our show again. Thank you, Sally. This was great. And listeners, as always, thank you for listening, and please subscribe to our podcast. It's available free on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And of course, do follow us on Facebook as well. We'll be updating you guys when all the episodes are released. And again, thank you for listening. Until next time.